welcome to Go More Girls. My name oh, is shoot. Abby. We need to like have a cue so that way we don't talk over each other. Oh, okay. We'll start over. My name is Abby. Okay. My name is Tori. And we're here to tell stories. Um, some stories today. <laughs> oh, I think we just talked over each other again. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm you're starting now? <laughs> I will go first. So you wanted me to share my own ghost stories because yes. I have encountered a ghost and you have not. No, never. Yeah. So because I mean. my stories are actually also quite limited, I do have some Reddit stories that I get to share today, but I'll start with my own personal one. So have I ever told you what they were? Because I feel like I have. I think some stories you probably have. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I always ask if something's going on at, at your house anyway. My house is I'm... definitely haunted. I'm not good at feeling things. Well, my house is haunted. I don't um I don't know who. My parents have always thought it was um my dad's cousin Wayne, Daryl's brother. I think I heard um about him. Yeah. I don't think it's him. Um I think that like my encounters with a ghost have been like too kind of inappropriate for it to be like a relative (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean we'll get to that okay so anyway (laughs) well i mean it's just like like one of my main things about like like there was always that feeling of being watched and i used to always feel like like it it was like a solid like couple of years that i always felt like there was somebody standing in the shower with me every time i showered like inside the shower with you yeah like er, like for a couple of years straight i could not be in the shower without feeling like this overwhelming presence that somebody was in the shower too and that was oh like God. every time i showered and it was always like like i'd be cuz it's a shower tub so i'd be under the water part on the one side and like I was scared to step out of the shower and stand um on the far end of the tub because that it felt like somebody was standing there so (sighs) that was like my main reason for not thinking it was a family member but I don't know who else it would be have they ever done have they ever touched you so here's my ghost story and um this is the first time I ever wanted to stay home alone. I was, I think, 12 years old. And I was like, you know what? I'm scared of always being scared. I was going through one of those phases where I was like, I'm done with being scared all the time. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask to stay home alone and finally do it for the first time. Because, like, that's how I do anything I'm scared of. I just, like, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I do it. So that was like a time I was feeling brave. I was like, I'm going to stay home. And John John wasn't going to be around. Charles was still going to be at school. Mom and dad were at work. I was only going to be home for, actually, Charles wouldn't have been at school. He, he would have been at friends. I had just come home from school. So I was only going to yeah. be home for like 
an hour and a half maybe um, until dad got home and or until Charles got home whatever happened first and I always knew that if I was scared I was allowed to call my mom at work and hold the phone like um, so I, I was always allowed to call my mom, my mom at work and we had a cord phone so I was holding the phone uh, to my ear and I kept hearing noises so like um, I, I obviously got scared and I called my mom at work and that was back when I used to always wear my hair in a ponytail. Remember that? It was like, it was always a yeah, little ponytail. I remember that. And <laughs> so I had my hair in a ponytail and I was holding the phone, like I said, with my right hand. And I was twirling the cord on the phone with my left hand. Like I, both mm -hmm. hands were busy. Yeah. And I was completely alone. Nobody had come home yet. Door hadn't opened, nothing. So I'm calling my mom, I'm talking to her and I'm telling her how I'm scared in the house, blah, blah, blah. And like the noises I was hearing. And I felt my ponytail lift up into a U-shape and start swinging back and forth. And I <laughs> whipped my head around and I was fully expecting to see somebody there and nobody was there. I was still home alone. Uh -huh. But I was like, oh my God, something just pulled my hair. Something just touched my hair, lifted it up and started making the ponytail swing. And like, it wasn't even like, it, it, like the entire ponytail. It wasn't even like a, like a faint, like wind could have blown my hair. Like it was straight up, like the hair was up going like back and forth. In a, How in long, like a U -shape. how long was it up on the air? Like 0.2 seconds, know? just long. Like, oh, okay. like I felt it like go like this. And then I whip my head around like the amount of time I just yeah. demonstrated there that sped how long it took because because I felt it like immediately like, yeah. and, and then, so the second I felt my hair lift up I was like oh my gosh and I you know whip my head around and nobody was there and my mom was like oh you must have just like you know hit your own hair with your hand and I'm like looking at the phone in my hands you know that was against my ear I'm looking at my other hand spinning the cord and I'm like uh-uh <laughs> I'm like no Honestly. something pulled my hair um so that and was what happened that was pretty much that full story like it's a really short like quick like first encounter with a ghost but you could not convince me it wasn't because nobody else was there to lift my hair like your hair doesn't just like blow like that in the wind like it was a heavy ponytail at the base of my head that like lifted up and just started swinging and your hair doesn't just do that it doesn't just catch on something like I wasn't even on a chair I was standing so like there was nothing for my hair to catch on other than somebody's ghostly little fingers swinging my hair back and forth. And then what happened? Did you? I never felt the phone and then ran away. <laughs> I think I think I just like stayed on the phone with my mom for as long oh, as she would I let me. I would have left the house and burnt scared. the house down. <laughs> I think I was really stunned because I didn't oh. I didn't know what to make just, of it like my mom was trying to be like oh it's just your imagination you're fine parents always you. say that well she because she had to calm me down some way shape or form she couldn't leave work that was gonna be home in like I don't know an hour or so anyway but I don't remember what happened after that because I was like 12 but I do remember that very vividly and then shortly after someone came home and I was like this house is freaky but yeah, that that was like my first like, it's definitely a ghost story. And then okay. if I, actually, the only times I've like encountered ghosts in this house, like for sure, like to me for sure, I was I was always on the phone. So the second time I was on the phone, <laughs> on my cell phone. This time I was in my room. Um, 
You upgraded. I upgraded. <laughs> I was from the phone. I was using like an iPhone 3GS back when like the <laughs> iPhone like 7 was Came coming out. out. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like I was <laughs> I upgraded. But I um so I was uh, on the phone once again. I was so I'm holding the phone to the same ear, right? I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be on this this phone, this ear. And so I was on the phone, and I um, felt this weird like plug feeling happening, where like you know when something's like really slowly expanding and like filling a space, and like 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 picture picture like a sponge like slowly expanding and like like you squish it down and then it goes like you know slowly back into and then fills like all the crevices that are around it and just like completely plugs it like you get that image so um what it felt like keeping in mind my 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 right ear is the one that's occupied by the phone i felt this long feeling slowly start in my left ear go all the way through my skull to the right ear and it just felt like my ear was slowly being plugged like like just like something was going in my ear slowly through all the way to the other side and 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 it, it was like this slow expanding feeling through the entirety of my head that felt like something was inside my ears like inside my head and you know what it could be so a finger i thought it was the the ghost giving me a wet willy oh uh, yeah that's what but I was my second say. thought was that's that's a really big finger <laughs> <laughs> i hope it was a finger well it could be a lot of things but a finger came in my mind i kind of wonder if it was a finger but like in my mind that like because like it's you could blame it on like the electronic like you know whatever but that would have made sense if it started in my right ear Mm -hmm. and it didn't so in my experience like you know in my opinion that was a ghost messing with me while i was on the phone because like it plugged my ears completely like i couldn't hear very well after that it was like i had headphones in or something but like no music playing and it went like the fact that i could feel it like even in the middle portion of my head where like there is no ear canal there is no ear canal there like i just felt like this you know obviously like it ends yeah. you know deep in your ears but like the fact that i felt it like kind of goes go like you know like slowly through all the way to the other side and i was like the ghost just i imagine gave me a wet the willy. alien finger where it's like really long and then there's like skinny Ew. have you ever seen those i hate <laughs> I did, did you say salad fingers no, just a th- like a thin finger, like yeah. I don't no, know. I know what you're talking about in terms or of like just like from a skinny ET phone home. Yeah, like no, that I finger. hate it. This was a fat finger. There was no like size difference <laughs> between. <laughs> oh god! But to me, like the first one, I'm like, no, for sure a ghost. The second one, I was like, I'm pre- pretty sure that was a ghost, but I'm open to other theories. I think it was a ghost though. But then, like yeah. I said, like the shower thing. That was yeah yeah. So those are like my personal like encounters that I can like say I remember specifically. Um, but there you know 
there weren't too many like other specific ones so those I, I like I've known I've talked about it with people before like I've known people um, who have told me their own personal stories like I had one person I used to work with um, kind of like you know um, kind of just like on and off but she um, she told me that her uh, basement was haunted and that she used to see like glowing orbs floating around the basement or like around the house or whatever and then there was also like a woman who sat in a chair and just like screamed oh my god like like you'd go down in the basement you'd just see her like sitting in the in the chair and she would just scream and like her mom's bed was down there or like her bed maybe at one point i don't know if it was like a switch switcheroo (sighs) thing with the room but like she'd wake up in the middle of the night and the woman would just be like stand staring screaming they always like to stare. Yeah. They, uh, oh, yeah. You know, that's so creepy. You know what I almost forgot to tell? The thing you told me I had to talk about? What? So in the hotel. when we went, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was frightening. I thought for sure that that actually happened. I'm not. I I feel like it was kind of like halfway between real, halfway between lucid. Like, oh, it felt so real. Um we were in the hotel and we had just seen two girls one ghost we saw their podcast live in toronto and um the hotel that we stayed at was uh it was the chelsea hotel but it wasn't the haunted one in in new york we stayed at the one in toronto we don't know if that one's supposed to be haunted but the theater that the two girls one ghost uh was was that that was supposed to be haunted so i don't know if i brought a ghost back with me or what but we um i guess i didn't that's why i didn't want to turn off all the lights i know Uh, well that's i guess i guess i didn't (laughs) shake it off enough but i um i was sleeping and i have cats but I did not have cats in the hotel, so it took me a second. I felt, <laughs> I thought I had woken up, but I was dreaming this, I guess. I thought I had woken up in the middle of the night because I felt the weight of a cat, probably about the size of Ginger um, or Ellie, like jump up onto the bed, just like, like land, and then just start walking yeah. across the bed, across my legs and everything, walking up my body. And I felt I woke up to the feeling of like the landing of the body weight. And I I clued in like almost immediately. I was like, at first I was like, it's a cat. And then I was like, there's no cat here. I'm in a hotel. I don't have a cat here. And then I was like, <laughs> oh my God, there's a ghost in my bed. There's a ghost in my bed. There's a ghost in my bed. Like I was freaking out. And I thought I had woken you up because I was screaming in my sleep. And then I woke up the next morning again. And you were like, no, that didn't happen. And I was like, yeah, because I would have woken I up in a bit of sure like, that okay? happened. It, I can't like I thought for sure that was like maybe the it was a ghost feeling. cat and that was the realest well we did cat. see that they did allow pets because people were going in with their dogs oh well, yeah that's true so it really could have been a ghost pet but i was absolutely i dreamed about ghosts all night but that felt so real like the like i like the one part of, like because i had two different dreams that night the one i don't i don't remember and enough to describe it i just remember the vibes <laughs> and the ghosts <laughs> um but the you know, the second dream that I had after that, I was like, 
very well aware that that was a dream but that yeah but like the cat on my bed like the feeling the body weight on my bed that i knew shouldn't be there because there was no cat there to be jumping on my bed thought for sure that that was actually happening because i remember being like ah 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 like in my sleep like trying to like get the noise out yeah and like and like alert somebody to the fact that and yeah, it would have been you because you're the only one there <laughs> tell you that <laughs> i was some other like ghost. i was like oh my god i'm under attack like there is a ghost in my bed and it's on me and i don't know what to do i was like this is this is the end Oh, that's creepy. I know. Oh, Could be a ghost sending a cat I'm to you. I'm still so rattled that about that feeling because I, it felt so real. I thought for sure it happened. I, 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 I don't like, I mean, it's hard for me to sleep in strange places, but maybe I think the hotel was probably haunted, really. We should have looked into mm -hmm. it and seen if it Can you was... imagine? Oh, I'm gonna you can oh, keep talking. I'm just gonna look to see. Okay. But yeah, that I mean, I would count that as another ghost experience and for myself. But it was oh, it was frightening. I it felt so real. Yeah. I also I... wanted to look into like the haunted theater. Oh yeah, we but, should. Yeah. But I knew your story was kind of long and you wanted me to share my own personal ghost stories, but didn't think of it this time. Um, I'm not. If, yeah. if I heard you screaming, waking up screaming, that would be scary. So when scary. I got up and I was like, well, I, can't, I couldn't sleep. But when I got up, I was like, well, I can see the light now coming, shining through the, to the window. Well, to the... Uh, God, I forgot the curtains. I mm -hmm. forgot what it's called. Oh, yeah. And that's when I shut off the light because I couldn't sleep. Yeah. When? What time do you think that happened at the dream? If I were to guess 3 a.m. because that is the yeah. witching hour and that's when scary yeah. things happen. But to be honest, I didn't. I didn't look at a clock. I don't know. There were if no you scream, that's probably the first thing. It was the middle do. of the night. Like we were in a dead sleep. Yeah. We went to bed at like <laughs> midnight. One. One AM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's creepy. It was so scary. And like when I was editing our last podcast, I kept getting spooked too. And I locked Billy out of the house because I didn't I thought somebody was like trying to break into the house even though that like the door was unlocked. So I, I locked the door and he didn't have a key. So uh, yeah. Oh, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but that makes it so much I mean, worse. <laughs> I know, and every everything is dark there. It's so dark. Yeah, I have to remind myself to bring because the last time we slept over at Billy's house, we brought um, night lights. Yeah, for Logan that's and smart. for me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I can confirm there were no ghosts uh, that particular night, but I still locked Billy out of the house because I was scared. I thought I heard a sound. I think it's Casey. I don't Casey know. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Casey will protect you. You're fine. Oh, she's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. She'll... She can't protect me from sleeping. <laughs> hey, if the ghosts can attack in my sleep, they can attack in hers. I mean, it's good to have pets because they always tell you when something's there. Yeah. Yeah, like that in the podcast from Two Girls, One Ghost. Trust your pets. Trust your pets. <laughs> Trust your pets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your next story. Okay, <laughs> I have 
a couple of Reddit stories. Um, so this first one I wanted to kind of share because we're talking about fingers. <laughs> um, so it's about this, fingers. There's a there's a there's an honorable mention of fingers. Okay, oh, okay. Hold, hold on, I'm gonna split my screen so that way I can still see you and read the story. Yeah, that's what I've been doing too. <laughs> okay, so here is so I, this was posted a day ago on Reddit, and it's called Monsters Among Us. So it's not quite a ghost story, but to be fair, we don't know. I don't think we know what it is. Okay. Um, I also want to give a little shout out to the uh, the account owner of this story. It was written by I O twenty nine K to my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice name yeah that was who posted it so um um it says long story ahead this is a story (laughs) according to my mother's experience when she was a teenager living in a remote village in one of the islands in the philippines this happened in the 70s abby you were born in the philippines i know do you have any ghost stories you want to talk about in a minute here well, no, not really. Dang. Oh, you mean my brother? <laughs> Does your brother a... have a ghost story? Maybe your parents would have a ghost story or something from being well, in no, the No, I never asked them. You okay. know, Philippines is big on ghosts. There were quite know, a few stories that were talking about, like, um, sketchy paranormal stuff happening in the Philippines, kind of, like, linked to the story. So it kind of seemed like there's a lot of activity happening there. There's I wonder... a lot. I went because like you were born there you were a baby you wouldn't really remember but like your parents would i know i'm gonna ask next time but yeah. all i know is that some ghost is always making my brother sick because they liked him because he was cute oh yeah you were talking That's... about that and then all i know all i remember is that my mom would go and see the church or something and they would pray or I, I think that's how she found out that away. that's why the ghost was sticking around because she liked my brother. Hmm. But I, I mean, I don't. I kept getting him sick. But other than that, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> there are other ways to flirt. Anyway, <laughs> okay. My mother told me when she first got into high school, she had a seatmate who shares the same name as her. Other than their names, my mother recalled they also share the same interest with music and arts. They instantly clicked and became friends. One day, my mother's friends skipped school without notifying their teachers. It was a small village and most people already knew where each family lives. My mother, being a good friend, thought to visit her friend's house after school to check up on her. Before she got to her friend's house, which is located along the riverbank, several of her classmates stopped her on the way, telling her to never go to that house. My mother said, why though? And her classmate said, because they eat people. (laughs) Now, this is not new to my mother. She knew about these rumors at the village, but she never believed these types of accusations. She even shared lunches with her friend. Uh, The food they shared didn't taste weird. Her friend acts like every other normal person, so she treats her like anybody else. My mother went ahead despite the warnings of her classmates. Now keep in mind that it all happened around 4 or 5 in the afternoon. The sun was still up and it was still bright in the riverbank. 
My mother wasn't scared at all until from afar she saw a woman crouching at the riverbed, shallow part of the river. Uh, she initially thought this woman was washing clothes or maybe peeing in the river. This <laughs> woman had a long frizzy white hair and appears to be wearing a long black dress with its hem already wet by the river water. My mother kept walking but when she came closer to the woman she heard this woman was talking to herself. The woman was covering her face with her palms, whispering, I hope the sun sets soon. I hope the sun sets soon, over and over. This scared the crap out of my mother. She began sprinting <laughs> to my grandparents' home. Back home, she thought she... It's back home she thought the woman she saw could have been a person with mental illness, so she tried to forget about it and just slept. My mother lived in a... I don't know how to say this word. Nipa hut? Nipa hut? N-I-P-A? I don't know. That I want to go familiar. with Nipa, but I'm, I think I'm wrong. So anyway, she lived in one of those huts and their source of light was only a candle lamp and they did not have a mattress. They sleep on the bamboo floors with several cracks on it. At 12 midnight, as my mother thought, she felt movements under the floorboards. She was laying with her back on the floor, but she could feel something slash someone is crawling underneath. That's oh, when, on her peripheral, she saw long, bony fingers slowly emerging between the floorboards. The fingers oh. were poking in and out of the floorboards as if it was looking for something to feel. It went away oh for God. a bit, and my mother thought it was gone until my mother felt the fingers now poking on her back. Then it felt like the fingers were digging into her skin, pinching her. It was so painful she could not breathe. She couldn't even make a sound because she was so scared. All she could do is endure the pain and cry silently. That's when the house cat, the hero of this story, bolted outside, knocking down their candle lamp, walking, waking my grandparents. My grandfather, a hunter, took a machete and chased the house cat outside as it appears to be fighting something. That's when my grandfather saw this big black bird trying to get away from the claws of the cat as it turned into a freaking wild boar before fleeting. It looks like, it sounds like they're um, shape-shifting. Right? My grandfather, even in shock, shouted, Don't ever come back here or I will hunt you. My grandfather guarded the whole house making rounds all throughout the night until sunrise. My mother never saw her friend since then. Wow, oh my god. I know. It's so creepy. And you know they always come either it's always ladies in white or ladies in black. I know. Well this is a lady who had a black dress with white frizzy hair. Oh my god, that is so creepy. But I don't know what about the fingers, but fingers are always creepy when they go like this like around your uh, closet yeah. or <laughs> you wanna play hide and clap? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know we're watching that movie. No, we are not. I was telling I Billy about John, that scene, and I was like telling him about that the game. Yeah, no, so creepy. I don't like it. But yeah, it like you can only assume from this story that like the woman who was in the river was the one who shape shifted, and then she must have turned into like a worm or something to get under the floorboards, like something yeah. small. But then, like, or oh, to just just to be like her fingers, like you know, popping in and, and out, poking the back, yeah, like, and pinching her, poking the back. What do you her. think it's trying to do there, other than just scare them? Well, here's the thing: it's like everybody thought that 
whoever lived in that house was going to eat people are we sure it was her fingers like pinching or was she trying to take a bite oh that's a because twist like if i she didn't if she can shape shift she could totally like change the shape of her mouth to like fit through the floorboards and like come back probably right i don't know oh my god Ugh. but she might have just been trying to like pull her back through the floorboards too yeah, but if she, she was pinching hard enough Mm-hmm. But this happened in the 70s, so like, who knows? <laughs> who knows? She might be That's there creepy. still. She might be gone. But yeah, <laughs> That's that. So creepy. I know. Oh my god! But I have another story. <laughs> One that's a little bit nicer, not as creepy. Well, it's it's insane. I, I don't know. know people eating or monsters eating people. I mean. What else? I know. <laughs> oh my god. We don't know that they were gonna eat her for sure, but we're you know, I think it's a safe bet. <laughs> I wonder if it's on long fingers. Oh, it has to be if it's going long through bony, the floorboards. Yeah. Long bony fingers. They'd be long enough to be like you know, suspiciously long. Yeah. But I guess you don't really, like, realize how long your fingers are with skin on them because, like, they're attached to your palm. I don't know. My my fingers. I have bigger hand than my fingers. I have very stubby fingers. <laughs> I have longer fingers, I think. Yeah. The next story, though, is a little bit nicer. So I'll share okay. this one really quickly and then you can tell me what you want to tell me. Okay. Um, this one was posted oh, two days ago on reddit and it's called the man on the stairs so <laughs> same so time better. frame same time frame not the philippines <laughs> <laughs> this one says i grew up in a 60s 70s house oh no sorry it's not the same time frame um okay well maybe i don't know how old the writer and what's is. It, who is it by uh, it's called um a fidge one i'm not oh, sure okay. how, not how they want us to pronounce it but it's a 60s, 70s house, so maybe it might not be... I don't know how old the author is, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I grew up in a 60s, 70s house about 45 minutes outside London. It was your usual creaky floorboard, barely carpeted sort of place. The first time we saw the man on the stairs, it was me. I was around 10 at the time, and I used to dry my hair on the landing. Next to the banister, which had slats so you could see through it, I had my hair flipped over my head, and I saw who I thought was my dad in his raincoat carrying his briefcase, walking up the stairs. I flipped my hair back over to give him a hug like I usually did, but he wasn't there. I assumed he turned around and got back downstairs, so I I ran down and asked mom where he'd gone, only she told me he wasn't home yet. I felt a bit creeped out, but it obviously went out of my head and it didn't really come up again. The next time I heard about him, I was 18. I'd met my now husband maybe a year before and my parents had divorced by this point. So it tended to be me and uh, it tended to be my mom in the house with us there in the week. One Sunday morning, I got a call from her asking if I was okay. I assured her I was and asked her what was wrong, and she said there had been banging on the front door at three in the morning. Our front door had two frosted glass panels, top and bottom, so you could make out shapes through it, and we had a straight lamp opposite, which lit it during the night. When she came to the top of the stairs to have a glance and see if she could see anything, she said she saw someone with a 
uh, with a bag waiting. She started downstairs and stopped herself. She turned back to her bedroom and looked down towards the glass porch we had and couldn't see anyone. When she went back to the top of the stairs, they had vanished. She thought we had had an argument and I'd come home since they were carrying a bag. But when she started playing it in her head, she realized the person was taller than me, a bigger build, and was wearing a raincoat. The only other time I heard about him was from my brother. Now, he's very scientific. He doesn't believe in ghosts or the paranormal at all, which is what amazed me even more. When he was younger and still living at home, he used to stay up until all hours playing Xbox, like you do. And one night he finished up, didn't bother turning on any lights, went to the bottom of the stairs and started walking up when he saw him, a man in a raincoat and a briefcase standing at the top of the stairs. He blinked a couple of times and stepped back down the two steps to click the light on, and when he looked back, he was gone. The weird thing here is me and mum never mention anything to him as he's very vocal about how daft he thinks it all is, but the, the description was perfect. We never found out who he was. As far as we could find out, no one had died at the house. My mother passed in 2020 and we sold the house, so I always wonder if they're seeing him or if he moved on with her. Oh. Oh so that God. one was giving me the creeps as I was reading it to you, even though I read <laughs> it earlier today. But but that's just because I was like, oh God, I'm I'm gonna have to go up and downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always creepy when a person shows up with a raincoat oh, or like one of the long raincoats. Oh my God, that's creepy. I know. So that that was those were the stories I had for today but and uh, after that i think i would put a camera outside just Just to see if they did it again i mean who knows i don't know because like (laughs) you know what my dad's cameras like i wonder what kinds of um you know shiitake mushrooms he's (laughs) finding on there I was like, oh, we should keep this PG. Um, Have you ever asked your dad? I don't know. Because he's got all kinds of things he catches on them. But he's always, like, using them to, like, catch miscreants, like, running around the neighborhood. Or, like, you know, to show off the the cats that he's made friends with. Like, he's not. I don't don't know if he would have, like, picked up on anything, like, super suspicious in terms of, like, (laughs) possible paranormal activity but also it's been a long time since i felt (laughs) did you hear that (laughs) yeah i did hi buddy (laughs) he wants to say hi he's gonna do that for the rest of this recording oh god it's okay hey (laughs) (laughs) do you want do you want to come up anyway yeah You know, I don't know if he's, like, paid attention to any... It's been a long time since I felt a ghost in this house. Because, like, I don't feel it in the shower anymore and nobody's plugging my maybe ears. Maybe just grew out, outgrew it. Stop being the target, maybe. Yeah, because usually little... not Well, you weren't little kids, but younger... Maybe know. more sensitive to. I always ask John. I'm like, what if he, what if Logan just started talking one day? What if he tells he has say, like an imaginary friend? Have yeah. You, have you heard of the book Hidden Pictures? No. 
I have it. You can borrow it. It's so okay. good, but it's it's a little creepy because like basically like this kid has this friend that he draws and um like it has drawings in the book like you can see the pictures of what the kid like supposedly drew here but um like he's got this this friend named Anya I think it was <laughs> and uh Anya Anya looks terrifying and then it's yeah. like who is Anya like is this kid seeing a ghost blah blah, blah. you probably like the book we it's will really good I think we'll always believe Logan if, because he doesn't just come out of nowhere and say, oh, there's something there. Right. Well, not that I... Has he before? Has no. He said... <laughs> I don't think there's anything in this house. <laughs> he'd be like, I spy I don't know, John tricky. tries to... And you'd be like, is it red? He'd be like, it's a ghost. <laughs> John always has that app thing on his phone. Oh, yeah. And thing... And he says there's something in the basement, but I don't know. Is it him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting uh, though if you have something in the basement, because like, does it? Can it? Can it go upstairs? Does it choose not to? Like, why is it only ever in the basement? <laughs> I don't know. I. I don't know. I'm not really into in tune to it so i don't maybe i mean yeah. even i mean i'm assuming our pets would tell us by now we've been in this house for seven years six years so i'm assuming mm -hmm. skittles spends most of her time downstairs so i'm assuming maybe she's she friends us. with the ghost <laughs> like if there's a ghost down there because she's pretty skittish she wouldn't stay with a ghost that was yeah. a concern like she doesn't even like it when I go over there. Wow, well, she does. She's not even around. She's not even around when Logan is up either. But <laughs> Logan makes a lot of noise and moves around. He tries yeah. to be quiet. Okay, so my story next. Sure. And it's about a murder. Oh my God! Now it went away. Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. So this is um a murder for um wait <laughs> this is the death of sasha sam sudin i think that's how you said that sam sudin the name right maybe i don't know did um, you hear buddy sneeze just now no okay i, I was busy talking <laughs> i wonder if the, wonder mic the picked microphone it picked it up okay <laughs> so i picked this from um the um from the story by neil patmore and the criminal journal okay. so that's where i got the story from um so in the early morning of october 17 2015 sasha left the orlando's attic nightclub on 68 east pine street at 12 30 a.m alone having been out with a group of friends despite not seeing sasha again that night a friend of hers anthony roper Rupert, maybe, knew that he was meeting her for the meeting her for breakfast later that morning. Anthony thought it was strange when she didn't show up for breakfast. She was an active social media user, but hadn't responded to any form of messaging or phone calls. Later that day, after repeated phone calls and messages went unanswered, Anthony and two other friends headed over to Sasha's address. 
He grew worried when they seen the present sitting in her car that she was supposed to take to take to the baby shower that day. When she didn't answer her door, Anthony called the police requesting a welfare check that evening. So and a little bit about Sasha. Uh, Sasha Sam Sudin was born in New York in New York on July 4th, 1988. Growing up in Orlando, Florida, she went to graduate or oh, she went to graduate from the University of Florida working for a real estate company specializing in Orlando apartment rental. The apartment rent or the apartment company still contains a past the con- contributor profile of Sam Sudin, where she is listed as a local expert describing herself as the Cupid of apartment hunting. In 2015, Sasha lived at Uptown Place Condos in Orlando's downtown entertainment district, a secure and modern building with 24-7 security video camera and a digital code for each unit. So she would have been pretty protected then from the unit like from yeah. the code because it's not yeah. just like one building code and then everybody has a key like you're saying each unit has a code yep and i'm assuming they obviously get, they get to pick their own codes obviously mm-hmm. um so when the police went in when they entered the apartment police officers was hit with a strong smell of bleach as soon as they walked in and found sasha dead lying in her bed wrapped up in her comforter partially cloth sasha's purple shirt and bra had been ripped open with her pants and underwear missing yet her apartment showed no signs of forced entry she had been strangled i know she had been or she had been strangled with with the medical examiner for confirming blunt blunt trauma to her head and upper lower abrasions consistent with somebody forcefully restraining her. An autopsy showed she died of uh, she died of strangulation and was beaten and suffered a fractured larynx. I think that's how it's said. Larynx. Larynx. I have no idea what that is. Your voice box, I think. Like your oh. vocal. Yeah. Your oh, larynx okay. is like how you talk. But try as he might to remove the evidence using bleach, he had left traces of himself in the apartment. For a start, he left the toilet seat up. That is something we did not expect in the apartment or home where a woman only lives. Fingerprint were found underneath the toilet seat lid and partial shoe print were found on the floor. When swabs were taken of Sasha's neck and chest area, they revealed a foreign DNA. They also found condom wrapper. With the building security not readily available, the investigators spoke to the security guard on duty that night, Stephen Duxbury. Stephen told the investigators that he had interacted with Sasha and two other women at the entrance of the building, but Sasha didn't produce her ID or a key card, so he couldn't let her in. But you would assume that he would know if he's the same person. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, Like he would know who she is because you see her all the time. Yeah, I get it. It's a security thing. Well, if he really doesn't know it's her, like 
Wait, was it Sanuka or is this like the guy who um, always? I think he. I think he's been there for. He's been there for quite a while. Um, I don't know actually how long he's been there. Hmm. But um, when another resident arrived, Sasha followed him inside, and Stephen claimed to have last seen Sasha fumbling with the key code outside of her apartment. The two women who brought Sasha home were tracked down, telling investigators they were in an Uber that night. When they stopped an intoxicated Sasha walking along the street, concerned for her safety, they had her get in the car and brought back to the building. After Sasha gained access, the woman left as they thought she would be safe with the overnight security guard there. The man who Sasha followed that night was identified through the building's digital key log and he was cleared through the DNA swab and telling the investigators that she appeared drunk. An upstairs neighbor then came forward saying she had seen Sasha in the hallway that night being followed by the security guard. I'm kind of assuming you kind of know who it is. <laughs> when the investigators reviewed the footage, they observed his behavior, which completely conflicted with his original account. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the security footage from 1.46 a.m. shows Sasha spending her last moment on Earth, wandering the exterior floor and, stair and stairways of the building, being trailed and at times accom accompanied by Stephen. Stephen stalks the floor and, staircase, and staircase close to almost 40 minutes using his own key card through several sealed access doors. It's not looking good for you, Stephen. I know. I feel bad, though, but... You're looking a little guilty, Stephen. <laughs> uh, Stephen senses the opportunity with an intoxicated and vulnerable Sasha while aware of the building common area hallways are not covered by the surveillance cameras. At 6.36 a.m., Stephen is captured in uniform carrying white, white, white bag with red handles out of the doorway leading to the second floor garage where his car is parked. A minute or two later, Stephen is seen walking back and into the building without the bags. Having originally told investigators he left work at 6 a.m. Garbage collection was not part of Stephen's duties and the same bag was found at Sasha's apartment. Uh, the, the digital and physical evidence started implicating Stephen as the investigators obtained a search warrant for his home and phone. On October 17th at around 5 a.m., technicians found that Stephen used his smartphone browser seeking information on how to override a qui quick oh quickset digital. It's just weird spelling. Okay. Exactly the type of lock on Sasha's front door. This coincided with 90 minutes time period when Stephen was absent from any security video or any other security related patrol data. Stephen's fingerprint provided as a requirement for his employment as a security guard matched the print on the rim of Sasha's toilet seat and the thumbprint on her nightstand. So we figured it out it was Stephen. Um, it's 
Definitely Steven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DNA found on Sasha's breast then came back conclusively as Steven's and the sole of the boots he wore appeared to be a match for shoe print in the apartment. Investigators believed that... Uh, oh, sorry, I lost my place. Oh, there we go. And <laughs> investigators believed that Steven broke into her apartment and raped her before strangling her to death. He then poured cleaning products on her body to destroy the ev- evidence. Can you hear he, Buddy yelling in the background? Yeah. Oh, gosh. He. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Buddy show. Okay. <laughs> I'm petting him now. He, you can talk. He agreed <laughs> to a polygraph. Stephen's answers about Sasha's murder were lies and claiming to have never entered or been inside the apartment. I'm almost done. Um, On October 30th, 2015, Stephen was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, attempted sexual battery, and burglary. After a six-day trial, he was found guilty of all charges on... On November 21st, 2017, receiving two life sentences without parole for the first degree murder of Sasha and an additional 15 years for the burglary conviction. What Sasha's was his motive? Um, I, it, I think it just says that because um, he was, she was drunk and he like took he advantage just, he was, of that. Yeah. Wow. So I don't think he was... Like, I don't think he was actively, like, stalking her for a long time. Well, they kind of made it sound like they just watched him, like, watch her walk around. Like, he was, like, following her around and using different access points to see where she was. Yeah. Yeah, and he... Sounds kind of intentional. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, he watched her for a while and trying to figure it out how to get in and... He really just took advantage of her for being drunk. And that's yeah. really that's really sad. It is. Because, you know, that happens a lot. That happens way too often. So the fact that, like, this was the guy who was designed to be her own security to make sure she was safe. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. I mean, and the other thing is that if he went missing for that 90 minutes, mm-hmm. wouldn't have somebody, I mean, somebody must have came in back and, I mean, like, you know, out of the door, front door. Like somebody and, took advantage and, of the fact he abandoned his post? No, I, I just mean, like, when they notice that there's no security guard for 90 minutes. Well, like... like this That's is a long time. This is a, a secure building. Like, when did this happen? What year was this? So when she, so when he attacked her, it was um, October seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Oh, so then the the building was... would have had cameras. Oh they yeah, they mentioned the cameras, didn't they? So yeah. they would have noticed him abandoning his post for the time period that they determined that her murder must have occurred in. And, like, it's he's a sloppy killer, too. Because, like, for him to use the toilet, he had a condom, threw the condom away in her apartment. Like, he, that was, like, very, 
not thought out. And oh, he, yeah, knew he knew where the dead areas were. Or, um, I mean, I just mean like he knew where the cameras weren't pointing at a certain areas of the building. Which he'd know because that's his job is to like know yeah. where these blind spots are and and that's where make sure nothing goes into the blind spots. So it's I, I feel really bad for her. Yeah. I'm. Um, Sasha, Sasha, Sasha's parents then filed a lawsuit against the building, the security, the security company and the lock manufacturer. Steven had been hired. Oh, okay. So he was new, had been hired by vital security in 2015. So he oh. was pretty new. Then. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't, Ooh. I forgot about that part. <laughs> okay. And despite passing the state level FBI background check. Was soon, he was soon to oh oh and I guess he had a lot of complaints from the residents too. Oh, they complained like, about him. Yeah, like he was very. From what I read, he was very stalkerish and mm. with other tenants, and he sometimes would make a move, and so I guess, yeah. So I guess he was pretty new. Ew. So, did, um, what does it say the results of his polygraph were? Like, does it? Oh, yeah. Does, it um, said that he took one, but, like, did he, did, like, is the reason he made it to the, like, the conviction was because he failed the polygraph? No. Um. Well, because of all the evidence they found, right? It's the yeah. fingerprint, the thumbprint, the, oh, yeah. and a DNA on her chest, and yeah, those were... And I feel so bad with Sasha getting poured with bleach. I mean, yeah. wouldn't that like, I don't know. I imagine burning, but maybe that's just me. Was would it be burning? No, it wouldn't. Hmm? It, it would. It, it's, it's corrosive, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It'll take color right out of your clothes. It's got to have some sort of. I was Power. just thinking of my strange addiction where she bathed. Have you ever seen that show? Maybe I've seen clips of it, but not the episode I think you're about to talk about. Yeah, where she bathed and bleach because she, like, she won't, I don't know why. But yeah. She liked it, the tingle. She said, yeah, she said that it burnt, but it, it just, I mean... Not like corrosive, like I don't know, <laughs> but I it was just, yeah. Um, I guess that's the end of my story. <laughs> wow, I know I feel so bad, and she's not even that much older than me. The fact that they literally like the complaints against him for being that type of personality, yeah, I. I mean, like, like they could have, they could have caught him if the complaints had been taken seriously. They could have caught him before he did something. Well, he but I guess they can't really do anything until he does something, right? Yeah, he would have probably just been fired, but then he would have moved on to something else. It would have been someone else. Scary part. Yeah, yeah. and I... if he had done it somewhere else, he might not have gotten caught too. Yeah, it's just I think... yeah. Why couldn't he have been caught before he actually did it? Like, why couldn't they have just, like, caught him trying to, but, like, not succeeding? 
Well, I don't like, think before, he would like 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 he's got a bag of suspicious stuff, and then they're like, "Okay, yeah, you're going to jail," rather yeah. than he actually did it, and then just like he's got to be like narcissistic too to think that he can just like leave his DNA all over that apartment and. Well, he like, tried well, not take to. A polygraph. He tried not he to. Did leave it, anything. He didn't though. He didn't. The the most he did was pour bleach on her. Yeah. He didn't even clean the actual like area. He left the toilet seat up. He left DNA everywhere. Like the condom wrapper and it. Like there's so many little things in the like... apartment proving he was there, not just like you know, that it was him specifically. Like it was it was just it was sloppy. But it was yeah. also, you know, for her to she should have been able to trust him to keep her safe and he was like the most dangerous thing that could have been around her that day. Yeah. And it sounds like he he was just cleaning up after him. I mean, that's I, I feel sorry for saying this, but him. it just sounds like he's cleaning up after himself, you know, yeah. after uh, the deed. <laughs> uh. It's not funny. <laughs> no, but like it's hard not to like <sighs> It's hard. I I know it's a coping thing. It's hard. Oh, like nervous laughter. (laughs) Well, it's hard. It's hard to like you know talk about these things without like your own like coping mechanism. Like no disrespect to the family. We really don't mean to come across that way. If if we do, it's just you know. Sometimes you just kind of let out a giggle you don't mean to. Yeah, but. I'm not really a good girl, but his... yeah, a nervous chuckle. I'm just glad that her parents are actually suing everybody because that's exactly what I would do. Cause... Yeah, not that it fixes anything, but it'll at least make make someone hurt. Oh, <laughs> make I make mean, someone responsible make... hurt. Yeah, she was supposed but... to be kept kept safe. Yeah. Oh, well, does make anyways. And that is it of our podcast for our today. episode. <laughs> yeah. You want to say our email because I can never remember. Pardon? We want to say our email. Oh, we have an, we have an email. Um, it's ghoulmoregirls at gmail.com. If you guys want to send in any of your stories, um, that you know we could read for you um otherwise we'll just you know keep coming up with uh with our own stories we feel like sharing based on whatever we discover and uh yeah okay that's it (laughs) thank you thanks thank you for listening (laughs) thanks Bye. bye